Now that the dust has settled on the announcements of the changes towards Contenders Season 3, as well as the following seasons going into 2019, I thought it was a fair time to address them now that we've had a night to sleep over them. And in order to frame the issue I have with these proposed changes, I will start off with a, with a metaphor that is close to my professional life outside of esports. And as some of you may know, is I teach pretty much children as well as adults. So pretty much people of all ages uh, in mainly languages, but also a majority of my, or a good chunk of my time is also spent uh, teaching other subjects. I do it for a private company and therefore I get to see the differences in not only talent development, because I've had a bunch of young athletes uh, as students, so big soccer clubs sending them to me um, in order to raise their grades or whatever, but um, also simply to sort of facilitate the best development that could happen for these individual players as well as entire classrooms. Now, what I will say is that for a school system, a school system should aspire to provide the highest probability of good education to every single member in the classroom. And as that goes with these systems, naturally people fall, will fall through the cracks and the system won't fit and often it doesn't even fit for entire demographics, for entire um, classrooms or parts of town or whatever because these social issues are so so different at times and the, the requirements of the job can so wildly differ that it does require individual uh, customization of education in order to be effective in these situations. So the, my proposed metaphor here is that I personally think that the changes that we are getting, this rigid system that has seen some customization based on the region, but overall seems to be really a one-size-fits-all solution to the specific regions that don't really fit any of them very well, even though I have to say the the uh, NA part in particular has been done pretty well, but that is at, uh, to be expected when the main office is sitting in A. So let's, let's tread along with this metaphor then. I will say that from a common understanding or a common set of goals that we want to aspire to in esports, a lot of these changes are uh, sensible uh, in what they're trying to do, in um, in their scope. And initially, yes, a lot of the feedback has once again been overblown. Though, to be fair, the leaked information was sort of radical radicalized almost or uh, exaggerated in some departments. In others, I'm not even sure if they, these rulings uh, change based on the feedback or the, the out, outburst of the community um, that Blizzard had received or if it was indeed just a case of bad communication or 
even customization towards these uh, different regions. So let's go into these changes. So the first one is we're adjusting the way pricing is distributed to more heavily reward top teams. This change will allow us to more directly support the best players in the world on their journey towards the Overwatch League. So what kind of issue are they trying to solve here is my, my first question because every change sort of tries to fulfill a goal and I wonder what their goal in that regard can be because if the declared goal is to better facilitate the best players aren't they already getting overwatch league spots and therefore wouldn't need the price money as much like you you won't find me debating that excellence should be rewarded in terms of price money i just wonder if the goal that they are trying to achieve is actually really achieved here or has a necessity to be achieved because if you wanted to have a sustainable system then it is not on the players that are definitely good enough or you can from a mile away see that for instance if people come of age like a who are you for instance this guy doesn't need the price but money necessarily increase in order to survive everyone knows this guy will be in overwatch league once he is of age right so what what is exactly the issue they're trying to solve here so one of the issues that they might be addressing is the talent development for the team. So if teams say to their players, well, now that uh, the pricing is more top heavy, we want to make sure that you get into Overwatch League, but we want to see also some return on it. The 100% on the contracts that, by the way, not a lot of teams are willing to pay in terms of if you're not familiar with the who rule in contenders currently, you may not request a buyout fee over a hundred percent of the player's first year salary so that certainly um makes it in some cases hard to sustain the players and actually make a profit off of them now if you came in and said okay our goal is to bring you into into overwatch league with like superior development than your peers get in other teams then we want to share and you will be rewarded anyway. You won't need the money at the time, but we want contenders and you likely will see play in, in the Overwatch League. We get a cut of that. Let's make it 40% and we get to sustain our business model while, um, while you go on into Overwatch League. I'm not sure if that's actually feasible, though, because the, the idea that orcs take a cut at all is highly contested especially among players and it also makes sense in a in a way that for instance what if i'm a, a player on the top team but i'm really not of the caliber i'm more like someone that maybe does bring a lot but is intangible and nobody really gets you know to me in the sense of gets why i'm the facilitator of these situations like then suddenly I do need the money, money, but in other all other cases I don't think that is actually a necessity here. Also, we have to say the gradient of these top heaviness is very important. Before we actually see real numbers, we can't really evaluate the the sense or the the idea behind the uh, proposed changes because we don't know how severely top heavy it will be. Let's go into another change. Contenders North America will be split into two regions, each with eight teams, bringing the total number of regions to eight. 
This change reflects both the total number of Overwatch League Academy teams, as well as our commitment to providing non-Academy teams with opportunities to develop and prove themselves to Overwatch League scouts as well as fans. This is the perfect example of a positive change that I say, okay, you actually thought about what the issues of the scene are, of the respective contender scene in NA. You, you currently have the situation that there are a lot of academy teams and you have to forcibly remove teams in order to give up slots if you want to make sure that the, the new academy team gets the first season in contenders. And that in itself is a problem, as we will talk about later. It is still a customized change that meets the reality of the season, uh, of the region if we accept the premise that contenders uh, that academy teams should be auto qualified for contenders i personally if i was to accept that sh that premise definitely agree that this this is a good solution also solves a couple of issues with ping for instance that you now ha don't have to play on these different coast servers which was always a problem it solves a it does a lot for um sort of minor idea even though logistically obviously it's it's going to be a challenge to have uh, two contenders re regions in na and i could see also with the lack of customization in the other regions that na now becomes increasingly important um as a teledevelopment league in uh for the contenders regions and i could even based on those changes and the ones we will talk about later see that na just by systematic improvement and also systematic oppression of the um, contenders of korea scene might become um a parrot or on par with contenders korea as a development league now let's continue contenders will reduce the total number of teams in each region from 12 to 8. We believe that this change will bring up the overall level of competition, which will serve to better hone contenders players and provide more entertaining matches. This change has yet to be confirmed for Contenders China. Details will be released at a later date. So let's first roll this from the, from behind, right? So they are saying they are doing this in order to make the individual matches more entertaining. And I already have to question if that was actually a, an issue in a couple of the um, the leagues. So for, certainly, for instance, in Korea, you do have currently 11 established brands in Korea that have multiple seasons going into them, that have accrued a, a fan base, that have some history going with them the viewership is also pretty solid for korea so which issue are we solving for korea here i'm not quite sure what what the situation in korea actually is is i think it will be less interesting because for instance teams like seven or um like even you have to think also the the you know the top eight if eight teams are only in there, then the fourth team in each group this season would have been relegated, right? But the top, like the fourth best team in each group still provided Overwatch League players en masse, right? I would even argue, and this is, by the way, a rumor that is currently going around, in Contenders Trials, they will also cut that down to six teams. And I would even argue that there are Overwatch League level talents currently 
competing in contenders, some of them because of the, the age limitation, but some of them are legitimate talents, gems that could be taken out of, out of contenders' career and could feasibly either play second fiddle or even start on some teams. So one of the names I would mention, for instance, is Umte and Amy from Going Water. Um, they've, like... Both of them have some uh, history going behind them. One would think, well, how good are they really? Go watch a match. They are absolutely marvelous. They could feasibly be showing up in Overwatch League, at least second uh, row teams, bench players, or um, two-way players. Uh, other players that are in there are, for instance, Swoon or Glista, of course. Um, a, a player that isn't of age but is absolutely marvelous in his skill level, his team might not even make it, right? So then you say, well, that's not really an issue, Yiska. These guys will obviously be picked up by uh, contenders teams and then we just have higher quality contenders teams. Well, I don't th actually think that's a fair case because a lot of the time, if you empirically look at the evidence of how it happened or how players developed, the very season that they play in, their improvement is astronomical. These players, because of the challenge that they are faced with, become these monsters. And it ha has happened time and time again where some team really like developed talent that is beyond our imagination and if they ha didn't have the chances to compete in in such a um an environment and nobody would have seen the talent from them then we wouldn't have seen them one of those examples for instance is in apex season three mighty aod that is a team that now has five players who are all star players in the overwatch league they have dm they have Ursta, they had fate they had kareev where am I missing? Animal. That is five bomb players of a team that would have likely never made it into a, a contenders Korea region had they come in, for instance, uh, next next year when there's only eight teams. So the idea that the quality of teams is, you know, increased is actually not quite fair. These people people would have never seen play and by the way that was an absolutely nuts group with Rogue uh, con uh, sorry Lunatic High and Kong to Panthera possibly the best Apex group um, of all time first round group but because they were able to showcase their talent and actually only really closely because it was a one to two scenario so it was a three-way tie that was decided by de map difference they were able to show the world what they could do. Also, by the way, the coach, of course, now the head coach of LA Valiant. These stories we would we simply wouldn't hear as many of with the proposed changes. Same is also true, of course, for uh, for Europe. If you think of uh, British Hurricane last season, I think they were one map away from making it into playoffs. I'm not convinced they would have crept out there. Um, they, like, if... The, that, that is a fun storyline. I don't think there were that many dead games. I'm not sure how often this is actually f solving an issue where contenders is not, you know, exciting enough to be broadcast. I think this is just a, a way to sort of save some money in that regard, have less teams, and um, also have a unified system that is easier to install. You don't really have to customize as much and it 
unfortunately comes off as a lazy solution. So 